Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Learning to Fly the Podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. Today's episode is one that I've been looking forward to and hoping for for a very, 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 very long time. So for anybody who's listened to this podcast on a regular basis, you know that I read poems from my friend of many names, um, Mark or Hareth or Sunny Room or... Seriously, the list just goes on forever because we're digital friends and usernames change and time changes and new accounts and, you know, uh, typical life. So my friend of many names is going to be joining us on today's episode of the podcast, and I am thrilled. I do want to let you guys know that this episode was actually recorded in pieces, um, so there might be a little bit of a disconnect, but I am thrilled to be here. And I hope that you enjoy this episode as much as I do. So let's get started. My very first question is, how did you get into writing? And I hope that you guys enjoy this answer as much as I do. Back in middle school, we did a unit on poetry and my teacher loved my poems at that time. She pushed me into writing more poems even after the unit was done. And it just sort of stuck with me ever since. And for my next question, you guys need a little bit of context. So this friend and I met on a website called poemsandquotes.com. When we talk about it, we shorten it to P&Q. And basically P&Q is a simpler social media. You post poems, you comment on poems, and then there's also forums that you can chat in and private messages that you can use to connect with people as well. Um, It is an incredible place. It was at one point extremely well-maintained and it had a loyal following and it was one giant amazing community. And clearly as time faded and we got actual social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, all of those things, the site started to die. So this next question is... Did you ever imagine to meet so many incredible and talented people through a passion that's usually considered solitary? And when I ask this, I am mostly thinking of the Poems and Quotes community that we know and love. Honestly, no. When I originally signed up for PoemsandQuotes.com, I just came there just to post my work and move on. But over the years, I've met so many incredible people, and I'm just so grateful to know them. Alrighty, and nextly, I want to know, where do you most often find inspiration? I know that you and I talk a lot on a personal level, but I've always wondered, and I think my viewers would appreciate it as well. I find a lot of inspiration through music, books, poetry, art, 
and I just try to keep an open mind as to where inspiration comes from. Like, I try to draw from as much sources as I can. Of course, this wouldn't be an episode of Learning to Fly the Podcast without this question. Do you have any advice for upcoming or new writers, poets, and um, other creatives of all kinds, really? I think the best piece of advice that I could give is to keep at it. As long as you're happy with what you're creating, it doesn't matter if other people like it or not. And of course, who is your favorite poet or what is your favorite poem? I know, I know. Loaded question. This is a tough one. Um... There's a lot of poets and poems that I like, and over the years, it changes as to which one's my current favorite. But I've noticed that over the years, I've always came back to The Wasteland by T.S. Eliot. It's just so rich, and every time I read it, I find something new that grabs my attention. Thank you so much for answering these fantastic questions. Let's pause here to talk about today's sponsors and all of our lovely creators. And then we'll be back with some poetry uh, read by you instead of butchered by me. And I hope that the audience is looking forward to this as much as I am. So we'll be right back. Hi, my name is Margaret. And I'm Tiara. And we have a little shop called The Little Safi Shop. You can find us both on Instagram, Etsy, and TikTok. And please continue to follow the Learn to Fly um, podcast by Sincerely Blue Jay. It's nothing but fun, laughter, and nonsense. Hey there, everyone. This is Madison from Learning to Fly the Podcast and Sincerely Blue Jay Poetry. Today, I just wanted to take a second to let you know about Nourished and Free, a recipe ebook written by Gabby Sorensen or Gabicado, my dear and lovely friend. Typically, this book retails for about $30, and you can find it in the episode description, but it frequently goes on sale as well. It's full of 80 easy, wholesome recipes that can be vegan, can be vegetarian, or you can mix it up and add your own proteins and your own favorite items. And it's really just a great thing to have in your repertoire. Alrighty, so I just wanted to take a second and let you know about Nourished and Free, one of the best ebook recipe guides I've come across so far. Thanks so much, and let's return to the episode. Stop frantically searching the internet. We're here to talk about My Noise 2, the new book from Ash, Raymond James. It is like a takeoff in space, all about his life. It is going to inspire you. It's going to make your heart and your mind like fall in love again. It's going to redefine gravity. It's my noise too. Get up and start dancing. It's time. It's mind noise too. Alrighty, so as we come back, I have to say I am super excited for this poem. This is Honey and Lemon, as read by my friend of many names, for lack of a better name. Honey and Lemon A plucked tongue uprooted and transplanted in foreign lands before the seed was sown. Smatters between two languages, searching for the right words to string into verses, but language is limited, and you are not. I carried your sun in my heart, hemorrhaging eternal sunshine from my intercoastal spaces. You doused your sunsets and sunrises with shades of black, warning others of a stark world, but you and I know the intimate truth. You're tired of complete strangers swaying the moon closer and throwing your tides in disarray. 
an overflowing stream. The jasmines you carry are brimming with dreams. I whisper sing the songs of Lark, attempting to rouse the dreams unabated. Your moon rolls across your oceans in response, a pearl that slipped from oysters. Where breath collides with life, where stillness becomes poetry, you will be found, and I'll bite into a lemon, souring me back into my world. So you guys have heard me read this next one on the podcast before. This is titled Why October? And for some reason, this one shakes me to my core every time I read it. So I am thrilled. I am excited. And of course, I'm talking it up too much. But you guys will understand why in a second. I am so honored to be able to share this with you as read by the actual author. And hopefully, if you didn't understand why this one was so amazing before, you will now. Why October? Why October? The nights are starting to stretch into early evenings, where there once was a boundless sun spilling all the warm hue on the sky. A bottomless void has been left in the wake of its disappearance, as if it were swallowed whole. Two years ago, I wrote to you. It was pleasantly cool. The breeze had notes of an arctic chill, but the sun recovered just enough strength as to not freeze us, a perfect transition into the wintry months. Of course I would be filled with yearning. In the poem I penned to you, I spilled some of that yearning, partly since it was easier than splitting myself vertically to show you my heart, and partly because I wanted a reminder of what unchecked nostalgia and yearning does to one. One year ago, I wrote to you. It felt colder, but I think the sun was whisked away nostalgia that day too. But I reached a tipping point and spilled a bit more of the yearning than I should have, pouring all the light that was cocooning over you in a sleepy ode to you. Maybe I'm a little bit wiser now, a little bit more patient, or maybe the yearning has burned through me and this is all just numbness. I don't know, but whatever it is, I think I'm okay with it. I can't promise you a cessation in the poetry, but with each passing year the heart hurts a little less. Perhaps a day will come when Octobers are no longer reserved as a flashpoint for my yearning, and the cooler nights are an invitation for lattes and not an excuse to write scores of poetry as a memorandum to this sad vessel of love that has never been drank. Oh, I've forgotten to tell you. The trees are slowly cascading into autumn colors. Feels a bit premature, but much of this year has been unusual, hasn't it? A few houses down, there's a tree with the most vibrant red leaves to the point of looking unnatural. Even stranger is that I haven't seen any of the blackbirds in the past few weeks. The October sun has been warmer. Why would they migrate now? I suppose this year marks a departure for customs. Well, almost. Today marks the fifth day in a row I dreamt of you. Drenched by the pouring rain, you were painted a sodium orange as you stood under the lone working street lamp. The evening sky was quickly bleeding into a rosy pink from a mauve, and you stood there holding a leash to a wolf. The rain breaks, and we turn to see the memoration. Your eyes darted across the sky as you watched the dance of the starlings, as my heart turned to cotton, and all the soft words in my throat dissipated. I gently sigh, and anchor my gaze on you. And then, I awake. And the final poem that we get to experience on today's episode is titled, To the Ones Who wish to purge themselves of past ghosts. And I want to talk about this poem a little bit, not that it's my poem to talk about, but 
For anyone who's listened to the podcast consecutively, you'll know that ghosts make an appearance in my writing and make an appearance in a lot of modern day writing because of the term ghosting. But they also appear for another reason. They appear because it's kind of a trend to have these spooky undertones and to make something that is painful into something that is comical almost and ghosts or ghosts or ghosting are always to give that feel another thing that I want to say about this poem is that if you're missing anyone dearly right now go ahead and skip for the next minute or so this one hits home and if you're already missing someone I don't think you should put yourself through this Um, If you're not, you probably should be, and this poem is for you, at least in my opinion. And I hope that Hareth or Siniru or Mark or whatever name you want to call this poet will join us again on a future episode to maybe discuss this one a little further. Okay, okay, I'll shut up so you can hear the poem. I am just excited if you can't tell. To the one who wishes to purge themselves of past goals. Last night, I dreamt of your hands wrapped tightly around my neck, wringing it like a hand-washed dishcloth. When I say I want to die by your hands, I meant it. Teach me what blood means, asked by someone who never bled. Where the shore becomes the sea, you reside in a quiet rebellion, caught in the tide as you drift from the horizon in one moment and the shore in another. Do you think the same of me, a quiet shadow you wish to cast into the very same light I worship? Tonight, I'll dream of you, and when the night fractures by morning heat, I'll do it again. And of course, if you want to support this author further, you can find them on Tumblr at Presna Writes, um, and I'll leave a link to that in the description. You can also find them under the name Hareth on Poems and Quotes, as aforementioned. And if you are a part of the Sincerely Blue Jay Discord server, you can get to know them for yourself and read some of their work and interact with them and maybe even learn a little bit from them, um, which is probably one of the highest honors that I think you could have with any poet. So please consider supporting this author if you have not already. There's also a collection of poetry, Letters from the Blood Groove, that I'll leave a link to. It is a free, full-length collection of poetry that you can read written by this author. Please like it, share it, comment it, uh, tell all your friends about it, and let's revel in this because this really is an accomplishment. As always, I want to thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of Learning to Fly the Podcast, and I appreciate today's author for their time immensely. But of course, this would not be an episode of Learning to Fly the Podcast without our obligatory random question. So today I am asking, if you were a bumper sticker, what would you say? And I'm excited for this answer. Um, I guess save the ocean. There's a lot of pollution and poor fishing and shipping practices that need stop. Okay, thank you all so very much for being a part of today's episode. I love you all. I appreciate you immensely. And I can't wait to see you again tomorrow for another episode of Madness, Poetry, and who knows what else. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.